everybody and welcome back to episode five of the Be Fierce podcast. Um, remembering that our, if you're a first time listener with us, our Be Fierce podcaster here at With You With Me is a medium for us to showcase the military veterans that we help support through their transition journey. But we actually also highlight the good news stories that we have internally with our business as well. Um, highlighting some of the people that um, work for us that do the good that we provide to the community. Um, we also use our Be Fierce podcast to highlight some of the amazing employers that we work with and some of the amazing ex-service organisations, tongue-tied there, sorry, um, ex-service organisations that we partner with that provide that community support for military veterans and their families. So as I said before, my name is Javira and I'm Head of Partnerships here uh, with you with me and I am your host for the Be Fierce podcast. Now, I have a very, very special person with me here on my left or my right. No, it's definitely my it's left. your left, yeah. Definitely my left, yep. Um, who is joining us today? Um, he, I'll let him introduce himself. But this is Eric, everybody. Hi, Eric. Welcome Hi. to the show. Thank you very much for having me on. It's oh. very nice to be here, up in the Sydney office. I'm usually Canberra side, so correct. It's you very, are very nice to be here with the gang. Um, oh, good. Hanging out with everyone. It's been very fun. Cool. Um, now, Eric, you've had a bit of a different sort of journey into with you with me. Um, so that I don't steal your thunder, I've got some questions that obviously I um, put together. T- I wanted to know if you would be able to tell our listeners in the podcast or those who are actually watching us mm-hmm. on the YouTube channel, um, can you just let everyone know what your story is and why you, how you got to actually working with you with me first and then who, a little bit about you as well. Yep, 100%. So as you touched on before, um, I'm not from a veteran background. Sure. I haven't served. But it, within my journey, there's been a couple of key kind of touch points that I think are similar to the veteran experience coming out of the military. Sure. And I think are things that we look at focusing on here at With You With Me all the time. Yep. So um, I'm Eric. I'm a cybersecurity instructor here at With You With Me. Mm-hmm. I instruct on our cybersecurity analyst course. And how I found the company, so I have just recently graduated. I'm 22 years old. I'm a grad. I'm a history and IR major. <laughs> um, non-technical background at all, yeah. completely non-technical, which is a big surprise to everyone, but it's also a really interesting part of the story, I think. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And so how I found the company mm. is I started to get towards the end of my degree. Mm-hmm. And as a lot of people my age are finding, it's not the same kind of story that you had 10, 20, 30 years ago, where it was you go to school, you get your degree, then you get a job. It's a lot more competitive. There are a lot more grads. And the standards that employers are looking for, and this is one of the points that I think everybody's sympathetic to, is a lot higher. Yeah, absolutely. Entry-level positions are asking for five years' experience. And that's that's just not the standard that used to be around. But it's also something that's extremely hard to meet um, coming out of someone who I went straight from high school into uni, Mm -hmm. did three, three and a half years there, and now wanting to get in the workforce, it was just uh, totally different expectations that I sure. thought. The skills that I developed, while I find valuable, and a lot of what I think uh, university about now is learning to learn and yes. learning to be able to upskill yeah, within your career. So yep. Definitely. It just didn't align with what a lot of hiring and a lot of what the competitive um, industries look for. Sure. And so what I liked about With You With Me is their attentiveness to the idea that there's underemployment. Yep. And that um, it's not necessarily a problem that there aren't good candidates, 
but that there isn't a process to match candidate skills to in-demand tech roles. Absolutely, yep. Now, in talking about tech, uh, I'm someone who's, I've always been interested in tech, always loved getting on the computer and stuff like that. Bit of a nerd when it comes to computer stuff too. <laughs> and so I wasn't always uh, yeah. spending my time with the nose in the books, but um, tech was always something I'm very interested in. Sure. And so when I found With You With Me, uh, I first started off volunteering at our career expos, which I don't know if a lot of uh, listeners will know about, but that's something that our brand's pretty well known for. Absolutely. And um, I was just completely infatuated with the model. I loved our engagement with veterans. I loved the message. And I loved being able to build a network for me um, mm-hmm. across tech industry in Australia. Great. And uh, where I came on from there, I started helping off doing some office work, um, admin work within the academy. Sure. And then I was approached by my managers and asked if I wanted to upskill and start helping out on the cybersecurity analyst course dedicated myself to that for the last eight months and now I'm here just started full-time after being casual for a while and uh, I'm very excited to keep jumping into the cyber world yeah amazing um so for everyone else I suppose I might just expand on that so Eric's obviously volunteered his time and then he did obviously the casual work with us but then you took it amongst yourself by going you know what I am actually doing a university degree that's not in tech right so Mm. you had the real courage to kind of go oh do my skills actually align? Can I actually do this? Can you, I suppose, explain our process? Because I know I've told people in the past that have listened to our podcast, but how I suppose you, that helped you, um, our potential testing actually helped you to kind of go, actually, no, I will be able to do this. Yeah, 100%. So um, as I think it's a similar story across university graduates or um, university attendees at this point, sure. I kind of hit a point in my degree where I came in didn't really know what I wanted to do, had mm-hmm. a couple of interests and then um, hit a point where you see a lot of people choose, do I want to pick a major that I'm not particularly interested in yeah. that might lead to a practical kind of placement sure. or do I want to pick something that I'm good at and that I enjoy? And so I kind of chose um, that route and I've always been good at history. I've always been enjoyed writing and analytical yeah. research yeah, okay. and so I really jumped straight into that. And so... Uh, that was my journey with my degree is mm-hmm. that I want to develop my skills to make myself adaptable. Okay. Now, when I came in contact with, with you, with me, of course, there was nothing on my CV to suggest that I would be good for a job role in yeah. tech at all. You sure. know, um, university grad with a bachelor of arts, not, not a particularly uh, uncommon degree. Sure. And then, uh, but what our kind of internal testing had revealed is that the psychometric and the, um, kind of personality aspects of how my mind functions really um, helps to slide into that kind of analyst role or technical roles within tech as well. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I suppose um, what I sort of want to emphasise to everyone that's listening to us here, so non-technical background, you you took our potential testing, which had characteristics from your personality Mm -hmm. so yeah you might have had the the aptitude you know because obviously we test to determine whether or not you have the capability to learn but it was those highlighted points that kind of made you go oh wow actually I could do this yeah definitely and one of the understandings Mm -hmm. or one of the things that I came to understand as I um, kind of moved into this world is that skills are skills that can be taught you know and we always we're always trying to learn skills itself yeah and so i think people shouldn't be afraid of trying to upskill themselves and trying to learn new skills that's the whole point of learning and that's what a a skill has to be taught as well yeah nobody uh, nobody was born and was like 
I know cybersecurity. Exactly. I know what that is. It's it's not a genetic gift. You know, yeah. everybody has to put time in to learn. Yeah. And so um, that's what I found myself really interested in. I, I've always liked learning things anyway. And sure. I've completely had the capability to go and do that myself. That's awesome. That's a fantastic story. So I suppose, um, look, you've obviously shared your story with us, how, how you know, your journey came into working with us as a full-time employee. So I should probably say congratulations. Thank you, thank you very much. So Eric's here at the moment with us in our Sydney office um, doing actually his onboarding, which has been really fantastic. And last night um, we had the opportunity of hosting one of our academy events where Eric presented um, a bit of a kind of an insight to the with you with me cybersecurity <coughs> analyst um, course so we had a good online attendance we had a, um, a couple of guys that were in here that were genuinely really interested in actually learning mm -hmm. that were looking for that career sort of shifting moment as well which yeah, is kind of where you were in the in your journey as well yeah and it's 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 the exact kind of thing that someone like me 18 months ago sure. really would have needed too that kind of information about what my capabilities are as yep. someone that can transition into this area yeah and so um that you know those are always the highlights talking to people that uh you know are going through our training talking to people that are about to commit to our training yep. about don't be scared it's we will guide you through and you definitely have the potential mm -hmm. to hit these kind of skills Perfect, perfect. So I suppose um, that might be a really good um, segue into the next few questions that I have. Um, maybe if you can explain to everyone what your role is as as the cybersecurity course um, analyst, instructor. Oh gosh, I just mm -hmm. twisted that around a bit. <laughs> um, and then I'll follow on with just, I suppose, why is um, the way that we've done the model, why you think that's important and I suppose what you're trying to do to achieve. What, what kind of, I'll ask you about, you know, a little bit more about your journey after this. But yeah, so if you could just start with, I suppose, what your role is within the academy. Yeah, sure. So my role within the academy is I'm an instructor on our cybersecurity analyst yep. course, which is basically our entry-level cybersecurity course. Mm -hmm. um, we offer a variety of cybersecurity training programs yep. here, penetration testing being the other big one. Mm -hmm. But the analyst course is for someone that's gone, look, um, either I have a background in IT or, um, you know, a lot of lot of SIGIs and stuff like that coming sure. out of defense too that want to move more into the cyber realm because sure. they think that that fits them or even just baseline people that are like, I've, I've been in defense, I was doing X job or Y job and now I'm coming out and I don't, I don't want to go do manual labor. I don't yeah. want to go work physical. I don't want to drive trucks. I don't want to go work in construction I want to do something with computers something that's a bit easier on my body yeah is absolutely. a story we get yeah. a lot too yeah. and it's uh, I can tell you uh, sitting in office on a computer is pretty easy on your body yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um, so uh, I think a lot of the a lot of what I do is sure. I then guide people through the course. Yep. Um, there's a number of assessments that we have to mark as well sure. and kind of facilitate their learning as they go through our online material and then yep. towards uh, getting their certificate at the end and then off we try to put them into a, into the job space. Yeah, so I suppose it's probably a good um, point to emphasise that our, our academy is actually an online learning management system. Mm -hmm. So it kind of gives people the opportunity that, that that aren't necessarily in your metropolitan areas. Yeah, exactly. Um, what we find is some of our military members who transition from um, the Defence Force, they go into places where they go back to their families and sometimes mm -hmm. that's in rural and remote areas. Yep, so 100%. if they want to train, they actually have the ability because, you know, we've got internet, we've got, you know, obviously... Um, it's 2019. Exactly, you know, you know we... 
5G is coming, people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we, they can actually, it's, that shouldn't be a barrier. It's yeah. probably what I'm trying to get you to. Yeah, so. exactly. 100%. Not a barrier at all. Not for learning the skills and not for finding what direction you want to go with your career. Yeah. Um, but, okay, maybe I could, if I can just ask you for those people that are listening or watching us, what if they're a type of individual that doesn't necessarily... Um, Yes, they, they're online so they can do that, that self-paced and stuff like that. But what if what if they get stuck? What's an avenue mm. that they can do to reach out to yeah, you? Yeah, well, that was, that was something I was going to bring up as well, is that a lot, of, a lot of our candidates slide through the course pretty self-directed and it's sure. designed to be self-directed, yeah. but we're there to facilitate your learning at whatever level you need it. So, okay, sure. you know, there'll be days where it'll just be emails between candidates or messages over our LMS platform. Yeah. But then there are days where, you know, I'll have to hop on a call and we'll walk through a concept or an, an assessment that's been particularly hard. And that's that's part of my job and that's part of what I love doing. Okay. Because um, not only is it an opportunity for them to reach out and learn in whatever way they need, but it's also an opportunity for me to learn as well. Yeah. well um, I'm that kind of verbal learner where I love having conversations. Sure. Um, and so I always love to have chats to people that are trying to get through our course at yeah. whatever level they're at and guiding them through. And yeah. I get a lot of... I get a, I, I, it makes, makes me feel at peace, you know, when I can sure. talk to someone and be like, do you understand this now? They're like, oh, I'm miles ahead from where I was, you know, 15 minutes ago before a phone call. Perfect. So we're available at all levels of contact from okay. hopping on the phone to an email to you can just glide through yourself. Yeah, perfect. Um, what I might point out there is on our learning management system that we do have, there is a, like a chatbot element that I know that they can click to mm-hmm. sort of book some time with you guys yep, as definitely. well. Definitely. We're open yep. to book time either directly through us or through the Pathfinder team. And we also like to facilitate a community across the um, across the course itself by okay, great. you know um, enabling students to be able to talk to each other and that's especially really good for our students based in the United States of course because yeah. we're not we're not available at all times during the day sure. uh, and so what we do when we establish a kind of community is a space for people to be comfortable and ask questions like oh, I need some help with this is anybody struggling with this um, that works with either the theoretical parts of the course or the more technical elements when people are trying to you know get into the real technical aspects of cyber we like to offer or we like to facilitate all kinds of communication to us yep. to other students yep. to be able to cover most ground when it comes to what help students need getting through the course perfect perfect because um because i know obviously what we try to do in some of the testing that we have we we test for actual people's learning styles mm-hmm. so what that does for individuals is it helps them understand that oh you know yes while it's all online and self-paced and stuff like that we have different mediums that they can do that where it's you know chatting in the community group um you know or whether it's just reading the material listening to it or or watching the i suppose the visual and we also run a series of online webinars based at our like um pieces of assessment around the course too so that's great for people that love to tune in um get into the chat when we have a live stream and talk to each other and ask questions and listen to someone else talking through it because it's exactly like you said everybody learns in a different way exactly whether it's through that kind of they like to learn by themselves they like to Mm -hmm. read through all the material watch the videos and then they usually that's a really fast kind of or the internet uh really allows for a fast transaction of that kind of learning right yeah you know exactly it's the most opportune one but that's Mm -hmm. where we come in is we have to cater to all learners because i've worked with people across the board that learn in all different kinds of styles mm-hmm. and we really want to give an equal opportunity for that yeah. you know i'm not the kind of reading one my i spent the last what 
15 years of my life reading things. I'm a bit <laughs> sick of it by now. And I've got a bit of a bit of an attention span issue when it comes to things on pieces of paper. My eyes tend to wander and go away. But from having a conversation, I sure. love to try to teach people things and I love yep. to discuss things. Yep. And that's a, that's a really that's another really common learning style yep. that we like to cater to. And that's, of course, I love hopping on the phone with people like that. And then when you kind of connect with someone else that's the same kind of learning style, yep. it's just the best feeling. Great, great. Um, so... I suppose, well, like I've got, you've kind of touched on some of these questions that I have here, but what, I might jump to this one. Mm-hmm. And you you sort of touched on it before, but I want you to elaborate a little bit more. What's the favourite part of what you do? Oh, see, it's a tough question. I think there's two kind of answers for that. There's one that's more me focused and then there's the more, oh, like cool. that's al- okay. and then there's the more altruistic focus one. So what I love doing, for the communities, I love delivering the content. And I sure. love seeing people start at our course and introduce themselves yep. and then get through and I see them get their certificate and be like, I'm happy to have finished this and watch them develop their skills over the course. Yeah, um, Being able to watch the facilitation and development of candidates going through our course is very satisfying. Great. And it, may, it really makes me feel like I'm giving back, cool. which is something that like, you know, I'm kind of a natural teacher in that sense. My always been told all my life, oh, you're going to be a teacher or something like that because I love history and, you know, that's the only job people seem to think <laughs> about when uh, okay, you like yeah. history. It's like, you're going to be a teacher. So, oh, the amount of times I've heard that. Really? And yeah. Then, yeah. And so, you know, I, it is kind of in there and that I love uh, facilitating that kind of growth. Yeah. But um, And from a personal sense, I love being able to engage with the different topics people come up with. Okay, so sure. across the course, we have, uh, like, it's not just we set people to learn about specific uh, concepts or events we like to get them to submit their own things that they want to write about right so we okay. have we have different assignments that are, are research assignments that they go away and pick different case studies or sure. different examples of things in the cyber world to yeah. write about and that gives me an opportunity to go and learn about those things too um, oh, different great. different points of research that they've come across that I haven't particularly come across. And every time I, we go through a cohort, even just the, the baseline kind of entry-level stuff that we have, I seem to learn more and more about it as well. And that's great because that kind of gives an opportunity for not only you to learn something, but other people if they're sort of, like you said, there's that um, online sort of community chat that, they, that yeah. is available to them. 100%. They're always sharing all the information they're that's coming across great. to. Yeah. And you, you come a lot – you come – you come out of it with a lot of good resources, a lot of, yeah. you know, blogs to follow, podcasts, stuff like that. That's cool. It's very, very, very good. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, can I just, um, can you share any insights, I suppose, on some of the important work that you, you're currently doing in the academy? What What's to come, I suppose, in that side? Definitely. Sort of- well, so what we've done at the moment is we've got a really strong baseline of what we offer sure. as our kind of educational pathways. Mm-hmm. We have the analyst course, which is your entry-level tier one analyst role mm-hmm. um, kind of way of getting into the cyber world. And that touches on a lot of different concepts. Um, if you're into cyber, it's stuff like incident response, core concepts, but also using seams and uh, threat intelligence. What we're or what we've got after that is the penetration tested course, which sure. is if you're talking about cyber, you know, there's defensive cyber and offensive cyber. Okay. And penetration testing is our path into the offensive cyber world, sure. which is a more technical based course and it's more advanced than the baseline analyst course. Mm-hmm. But um, it's aimed at providing more specific technical skills to people that want to go into that world. What we're currently building into a model of is um, not just focusing on the analyst course and the penetration testing course, yeah. but building a cyber pathway in which when okay, a candidate cool. comes through the cyber pathway, 
they'll be able to pick what um, areas they want to specialize in, whether okay. they want to look at more penetration testing or threat intelligence or yep. incident response. And so we're developing um, more avenues and more platforms and more course material to be able to specialize in the areas that you want to go through and to upskill further you know yeah. we don't want to be just a baseline course and yeah. our entry-level kind of offensive cyber course yeah. as well we're building into something that can be upskilled from people that are just entering the industry or yeah. people within it that want to move either vertically or laterally across to other fields too yeah and i think that's really important um to touch on and elaborate here that this ties in obviously with the other business arms that we have here, here at with you with me is that that's part of our our grow model what we call our grow model in with you with me so um i suppose to use the example of you said so eric you're teaching the cybersecurity um, analyst course so someone can actually do that course retrain within an average of 100 hours then with our deploy model they can actually go out and kind of utilize training or, or use the training and actually apply it into a job yep, 100%. you know so then they go into that job and like you said perhaps they're working on a contract that we've obviously with you with me have um, negotiated within mm -hmm. government um, they can go in there for about six months learn some skills and during that time they can actually continue to learn mm -hmm. as well. Well, that's, that's, I mean, cyber is a constantly developing field. And this is something Absolutely. we always talk about, you know, as devices and networks and products get more and more, yep. um, more and more pop up and get them, they get more and more complex. There's more and more things for us in the cyber world to think about how do we secure those things? Yeah. Um, products are always built with the features in mind and not the security in mind. Great. And so what we really need to do as cyber people is keep looking out for new things that we need to learn. Yeah. Um, there's always always going to be new vulnerabilities as we like to call sure. them but just new ways for baddies to get into our tech you know <laughs> to put it in layman's terms yeah, yeah absolutely and i think um i don't know about you eric but i think it's a really sort of important highlight point the way we structure our learning yeah. um because it is ever evolving the fact that we're upgrading and adding new materials and new content, like you said, and we're building out all these pathways, um, it actually gives an opportunity for veterans or employers who actually are buying those courses to upskill their internal capability. 100%. And because of the way that we structure it within shorter term courses, you know, it's more able to be adapted to what's con constantly changing Absolutely. in the cyber world, you know. The thing they say about cybersecurity and this kind of training is that I could sit down and do a four-year degree now and the stuff I learn next week is going to be irrelevant Correct. in four years' time. I mean, it's it's just such a changing field that you need that kind of fast-paced learning that yeah. we offer. Yeah. And that's why our course is constantly getting updated. Mm -hmm. um, coming to the end of a cohort now, we're in our redevelopment plan where we have to start updating some of the course stuff to keep it in check with what's going on in the cyber world. Yeah, and I suppose that's a really... Um valid point to say to any um, military veterans or spouses as well because obviously this is a program that we're mm -hmm. up for military spouses as well um yeah just to emphasize that point so the the opportunities that we have especially within that cyber pathway is about you learning those entry-level roles so that once you actually have those you can apply those skills and then you can keep growing and developing because we're updating that material all the time constantly yeah and so i suppose from a perspective of a hiring manager like you were saying before mm -hmm. you know going back full circle to your story is that you know those entry-level roles that they're talking about, all those next-level roles, it's about having that experience. So if people are able to learn things quickly, then go and apply that training, but then still upskill 
you're actually you're more competitive. Hundred percent, yeah. You're hundred percent more competitive, it, as well. If you show that willingness to upskill too, you yeah. know, if you show um, a hiring manager or um, any kind of job or position you want to go into that you've come out of the military mm-hmm. or you're a military spouse and you've decided, well, I want to get into cybersecurity. Sure. I've done this training and I'm now certified to hit an entry level position. That's going to be another perk in itself that you've shown that kind of application to try to get yourself into a new place. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Thank you. Um, Eric, I just, um, before we go into it, because I want to ask a bit more um, questions about you personally. Yeah. You. Oh, um, <laughs> so the tough ones are coming. Oh. But before we jump onto that, one of the questions actually, this is something that I ask everyone that's mm-hmm. um, on the show. What's one piece of advice that you would give a veteran or a spouse going through their transition journey or career shifting journey, um, you know, about getting into either cyber or, or, or retraining? What, yeah. What's a piece of advice? I mean, it's probably the most like uh, generic one that you probably come here from out of us, but just don't be afraid, especially sure. of cyber. Um, yeah. so a lot of things in tech and of cyber have a lot of uh, jargony words and a lot of big terms and a lot of people talking about really large scale things sure. um, especially when it comes to cyber a lot of it's about infrastructure mm. that I think a lot of people in general get too afraid that it's too big for them you know yeah. or too technical too or too, technical yeah, yeah. too yeah. big too anything it's yeah. and sure. it, that's from what I've seen working with veterans coming some of them straight out um, uh, even like uh, after colleague josh who's going to be coming on in the next session he's finished up in the navy 19 20 days ago yeah so he is ready to come straight out and hop into a really good role for us and Mm -hmm. i think what is the most important thing to remember is that you shouldn't be afraid of trying to train yourself in a new skill because you've already got the other skills that'll facilitate better learning, you know, especially people coming out of the military. Um, You've got those kind of communication skills, that application, the understanding of how Mm -hmm. to get a job done, you know, is that something that's definitely uh, way more valuable than a lot of other or our current kind of socioeconomic uh, hiring model would make you think. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that's a really great point. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's different because it's in its own ways, but it is kind of realistically, it does come down to that thing of that confidence level. Mm. You know, um, we just want to make sure. And I suppose that's why we set the model the way that we do the with you with me way is that, you know, that first sort of introduction to our business is about meeting a pathfinder, going through the testing, getting those debriefs and getting you to understand why you actually do actually have the potential to be able to go into Definitely. a pathway like cyber and stuff like that. And then like you explained, you know, that learning model, that retraining model is about going, oh, okay, I can do this. And you've got a cohort mm. of people. If you want to work in a community, you can. Exactly. You know, or if you don't want to and you want to, you're more of an intrapersonal mm-hmm. learner and you just kind of want to do your own thing. That's okay too. Hundred percent. Yeah, you know? we don't we don't judge when it comes to what kind of learning you want to do sure. or the extent to which you want to go with your skills. If if even if you're just using our courses to kind of set the trajectory for your transition out, in that sure. you want to get used to um, doing a different style of work, we're happy to do that too. You yeah. know, so it's it's to whatever extent you want our services to help your transition and yeah. help you to move into the tech world is we're happy to facilitate. Perfect. And that, I think that's a really um, good point to emphasise that, which is what I really like about our model. Mm. It, it's um, Even though it seems 
like it's like well yeah this there's a process it's actually it's really quite individualized because if you want to be an interpersonal learner and you don't necessarily want to engage in those things you don't have to and that's okay it's definitely it's definitely it's it's intimidating when you put it out in the kind of business model perspective too but it's streamlined to make it accessible but it's also fluid to make it comfortable correct perfect yeah that's great great analogy love it Mm. um so eric I would like to know, and I think everyone would be interested to know, um, I know you gave a little bit of detail in terms of, you know, you were at uni, you finished, and how your journey came to us, but tell us a little bit more about you and who you are. Ooh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. What, what kind of things do you want to know, Javira? What uh, do you want well, to know about me? Well, like, so I know you said you sort of, well, I, the folks maybe not, but Eric actually lives in Canberra. Have yeah. you been a Canberra boy all your life? Or? No, I grew up in... Um, in uh, west of Sydney, in uh, the country-ish, more, more country people from like Wagga and stuff like that. Okay. It. But um, do you know Barrel? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I grew up in Barrel. So, okay, really? Yeah, uh, originally, I guess I was born in Queensland. So really? Where were you born in Queensland? Oh, uh, just in Bre- Brisbane. Oh, so, Brisbane. So kind of Queensland, kind of not. Depends sure, on sure. what you think about it. Yeah. But Still cop a lot of flack from a New South Welshman for being a Queenslander <laughs> at heart. But Don't worry. I was like, I grew up in Queensland, so like, you know, like in North <laughs> Queensland. So like in town. Well, you're North. the kind of person like, Brisbane, oh, yeah. not quite Queensland. No, but. it is. It's still <laughs> a part of it. Like, you know, so. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, moved to New South Wales out to Barrow when I was probably like five years old, I think. Sure. And so I just did all my schooling out there. Oh, wow. Um, you went to school in Barrow as well. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. primary school and high yeah, school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to public school in Barrow and then went to high school, Chevalier College. And shout out, I guess. But um, Yeah. And when yeah. did you go to university then? Uni, I started in 2016. Yeah, yeah, but where? Which uh, where? Uh, A&U in Canberra. Oh, so then you moved... Oh, yeah, right. then I moved out gotcha. straight out to Canberra. Right. Yeah, because, um, you know, dad lived in Sydney, didn't want to live with dad. Yep. Wanted to get out of the house a bit, so sure. went to Canberra. That w- they had. Um, I'm really interested in like uh, both history and international relations. And wow. So, yeah. So, oh, so you did a double degree? Did oh you? no, it was uh, two majors. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. And so um, out of that, I found ANU to be the best kind of school oh, well, there. Oh, they're a great uni. Like oh yeah, ANU is a very good. Oh, uni. top notch. I had a very good time as well. Yeah. And um, yeah. So went to ANU three and a half years. Did my degree. Sure. And. Uh, yeah, had a great time. And you graduate soon. I remember yes, my ceremony's on the 13th of December. I'm very yeah. excited to get those robes on. Yes. Finally get my bit of paper. Yeah, and what colour do you, what's your colour band? Um, I think it's blue. Okay. I think it's blue at the ANU. Yeah. Cool, there you go. Um, and then a little bit more about you. Now, um, we had a bit of uh, onboarding sort of little get-together last week and you were here but your Mm. girlfriend was here as well yeah 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 so tell everybody come on you know oh yeah definitely well yeah uh he he went red if you didn't notice when i asked him that question yeah no uh soph was up sophie my girlfriend was up and um got to meet the gang which was very awesome yeah because i love everybody that i work with i love everyone at the company and um yeah, came up here, did my onboarding, which was sure. kind of like the half-half onboarding because I've been around for a while, yeah. but I'm moving to full-time and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're both heading into the tech world. I mean, I'm in cyber. She's going to be moving into tech at PricewaterhouseCooper. Oh, cool. What's yeah. she doing? Well, she's just in the grad program there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, which is really awesome. What, hang on. So what degree did she go to? You? She, yeah, she went to ANU as well. What does she do? International Security Studies. Yeah, it sounds a lot cooler. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's, very, it's a very big, cool name. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay, and then she got, like, and, uh, here, and where she got PwC? In- PwC in Canberra, yeah. Okay, so cool, we're both cool. looking to stay in Canberra for a okay, while. Okay, good. Because um, as well as being into tech, we're both kind of into that 
uh, strategy, foreign policy stuff too. Nice. Yeah, so kind of uh, looking to, you know, stick around in tech, maybe build some networks, move in between private and public service kind of thing. That'll be cool. Yeah, definitely. Nice. And how long have you guys been dating then? Seven years. What? Yeah, we've been together since high school. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I knew you were going to have that, actually. Oh, my God. Hang on a second. Yeah. So you guys were like high school sweethearts. Yeah. Then both got into A&U. Yeah, and, like and that wasn't a that wasn't like a decision together either. It was both like, oh, oh, cool. How cool. We actually, we lived on campus for the first two years and yeah. we're on the same floor as well. Oh, it really? Was, it's, yeah, it's kind of weird when you put together all these kind of coincidences. It sounds no, like too good uni- to be true. No, that's the universe talking and keeping you two yeah, together. Yeah, true. Yeah, it is. No, that's yeah, not coincidence. That is the universe. You're correct. That's the universe Jira. going, oh, you know, like, oh, hang on a second. Because you didn't ask for that. It just, nah, yep. Didn't see. ask for that at all. So, yeah, bit of a sign, which is yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. That's so far, great. So good, but, yeah. Cool. And then, um, so when does she started work there? She'll be starting uh, in March. She's part of like the 2020 cohort. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And she graduates at the same time as you do? Yeah, she did her honours this year, which is... um, Oh, right. Because she did her honours at UNSW Canberra at ADFA as a a CV. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that was really cool. Met a lot of cool people out of that. And what was her research project? Her research was on uh, water governance and um, gender roles in Cambodia. Wow. Yeah, so she was looking at how uh, water is managed in rural Cambodia and the roles that women have to play in that oh. and uh, how the policy decisions affect that. Oh. So it was very, very big, very complex, very, very cool. Yeah? But, uh, yeah. Wow. Did she get to go, like, go? Or? No, she didn't get to do field work, which is one of the things she kind of kicks herself about because... Uh, Did she get the opportunity to do that or well, not? Well, she's um, currently also in a kind of research project internship with um, UNICEF, I think. Yeah, wow. Yeah, oh no, Oxfam, sorry. Oxfam so, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, so there's possibility of getting published and she's very interested in the field, so... That's you know. so cool. Yeah, it's very awesome. Oh, wow. That um, So when does that... That's happening at the moment? Yeah, that's still currently happening, you know, because got a couple of months until she's done yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. So. I mean, so she's definitely not going to be bored. She's oh, no, be like... definitely not bored. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, okay. Uh, well, I think I've asked enough. Um, is there anything else that you want to sort of add? Uh, I don't know. I guess when it comes to that, having someone that um, works in the same field or we've been kind of uh, parallel in our journeys, both through education and now into employment, yeah. is really motivating. Cool. I think that's something like, you know, she always makes me want to do better and I hope I do the same for her, but Aww. she's just so high, such a high achiever. It's just really inspiring to be around someone like that. And that's really cool. Actually, that's a really good point because I think there are obviously, you know, a large um, percentage of our veteran um you know, cohort of people that we have are partnered. And yeah. I think that's part of what our squad model is. Yeah, the our squad model and the home squads, what would be awesome to see is more veterans and their spouses getting into the program and pushing exactly. themselves through it. I mean, that's just kind of popped in my head now. But I think seeing that kind of initiative is something that, uh, yeah. you know, if you're anxious about getting into the program, Perfect. ask your partner, ask your significant other, ask yes. a family member, a brother, a cousin, something like that, because we often offer that avenue too yep. to kind of look mate I'm a bit anxious about this let's go through it together and yeah. it's very inspiring to yeah, kind of take I, a journey like that with someone else yeah that's actually a really good point um, um, which will because we've got time which, so I want to elaborate on that yeah because what you're talking about is you basically have 
an individual. So for you, it's Soph that has helped push you through. 100%. Your journey. You know what I mean? Like, and, and so, and you, she's equally done that for you and you have done that for her, yeah. right? Um, and I think that's a really good point in terms of what our home squad program is. It's about that, that military veteran that could be going into that tech role. The spouse who we know from the research that's been done by the Department of Defence, and, and this is a global thing. It's definitely mm-hmm. not isolated to um, Australia. But military spouses have to do career changes when they actually get posted. Yeah, and it's an extremely brutal position to be in, you know, because yep. you want to be with that, you know, your the person you love, your significant other. Yeah. But um, there, there are career things that you want, career goals and aspirations that you want to hit too. Of course. And it's 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 really sad to see people. Um, uh, a, a lot of the time as well, it's um, more more often than not women as well have to yeah, sacrifice absolutely. those kind of things. Yeah. And, you know, there's hard enough barriers for women coming into industries anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, it's definitely one of the parts that I think we try to facilitate really well and yep. that I love seeing and would love to see more developed too yep. is offering that kind of opportunity. Yeah, so I think maybe actually people that are listening to us, if you're actually currently on our program, invite your other half. And if you don't have a significant other, but you've, let's say, got a brother or a sister or something like yep, that, exactly. you know, um, actually call us up and, you know, we'll see because I think there are people that actually do learn better together. 100%. In- it's another one of the learning styles, that kind exactly. of social learning. And if we can facilitate that too, yep. we'd love to put you through it like that. Yeah, because I think it's really important too, from especially from the military training and even from a family cohort, like you were saying, mm. what you were touching on with you and Soph, it's that togetherness of knowing that you can achieve. You're stronger together than yeah. you are apart, and you it, know? And that dynamic works in different ways too. For some people, it's a bit of com- competition, you know? But in a good way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, friendly competition. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we don't like to facilitate. <laughs> we don't like to facilitate not friendly competition, but it's a bit of like, oh, let's see who can do really well. A bit of competitiveness is okay. Exactly. And that comes out in a lot of people. I'm not very competitive like that. For me, it's that kind of support role. Good. And it's that kind of pushing each other to do better. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's a really great point. So, yeah. So, I suppose, um, look, there is, we do have a home squad program. It is open. It actually is um, applicable to all our pathways. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're really obviously open to kind of, you know, having more people um, involved. So if you haven't heard about our home squads program, jump online, have a look mm-hmm. at our website. Um, there, there is obviously a link to it that will give you some more information or, you know, talk to one of our pathfinders um, when you connect for a call. Um, we'd be more than happy to discuss. I know me personally, as a military spouse, that's been something that I have lived experience by, mm. that I know that I've changed careers frequently when my husband, you know, Kamal has been posted and stuff yep. like that. And um, it's one of those things that we are going to make sure I think we really sort of focus on for 2020. Definitely. Um, because it is, yeah, it is really important. And like you were saying, it's that it does fit in with our mission. Yeah. It fits with our mission and I think it fits with a lot of how we function as a company is, you know, we're doing good work, but we're always asking, what can we be doing better? Exactly. And that's just, that's another way to just really increase the kind of the aims we're trying to achieve. Sure. The the mission itself is by getting um, those who haven't had the opportunities that they would have had if they weren't, if they didn't choose to serve. Sure. Sure. 
give them those opportunities mm-hmm. and give back to them like they gave back to us. So yeah, exactly. Definitely. And, you know, and that's equally um, passed on to their partners because, you know, whilst the, the the serving member is away serving, usually that significant other is there, you know, um, either being a sole parent mm-hmm. or, or trying to work and stuff like that. And that's a, that's a difficult dynamic to sort Definitely. of be, be in. So I think um, it's really important for us as an organisation because it ties in with our mission of solving underemployment Mm -hmm. and you know the significant other can you know be affected by that as well so yeah that's a really great point i'm glad actually you brought that up we kind of you know that definitely wasn't in um one of our questions that was was great um perfect i yeah and i've asked you about that well eric i think um yeah we've kind of got everything that i need i know unless there's any final comments that you sort of want to make um i guess in general i'm i love being here it's honestly it's been the, the awesomest environment to come into and cool. uh, I love being able to facil- facilitate learning and learn more myself and yeah. uh, hop on the CSA course or any of, of our other pathways, but yeah. I'm always going to be partial to cyber. Yeah. yeah Actually, probably a good point. When is our next CSA course? Yep. So our next cohort starts for our um, for our cybersecurity analyst course on the 27th of January. Okay, Is when our next cohort starts. Uh, yeah. At the moment, we're working towards a model where you can access all of the lessons uh, on your own time. Sure. But if you want to participate in our guided, um, assessed and fully certified cohort, uh, January 27th. And it's a 12-week cohort, as you mentioned earlier, about 100 hours, but mm-hmm. um, that's completely up to both the applicant's background or and uh, their aptitude and how much sure. or how much time they can put into it Absolutely. as well. Because we have people that transition out, they're getting their stuff sorted and they go, I'm going to dedicate this full-time. But we also have people that, you know, they're still... They're still on their jobs. They're still posted. Absolutely. Um, They're still working as well. Mm. So we definitely cater to all audiences too. We don't expect that kind of full-time nine-to-five study either. No, no, Um, no. You know, uh, often the model is kind of like an hour a day or a couple hours on weekends or whenever you can fit it in. And we'll always accommodate to that too. We're not not very strict when it comes to... You need to get that kind of stuff going. So perfect. Thank you, Eric. Um, so look, I, the last thing. So I, I wanted to sort of say thank you. It's been. I know that uh, you know we've known each other for you know quite a while for now. A while now yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, you've always been to me someone that lights up a room. You 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 have this persona about you. Even last night when you were facilitating the event, that it's your company. It, 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 people oh, you're going to make me peace. blush again. No, <laughs> but people feel at ease because, like I said, the the conversations that we had, it was really enriched and they were like, yeah, they just felt comfortable to be able to talk about things and stuff mm. like that and ask really good questions. And I think maybe that's a natural style that you've always had. But yeah, I think well, I just love talking. I yeah. Was, teachers always said to my parents, man, this kid talks too much. So Nah, that's a good thing. I've tried to that's curb it. Thing. I think uh, I, sometimes I can keep my mouth shut, but I always like to have a bit of a chin wag. So. Nah, nah, that's no, don't change. <laughs> yeah, you got other people that are like that. Thanks, Javira. Leave them. So um, thank you again, Eric. And I just want to thank you for, obviously, your commitment um, for you know, being with us and being part of our squad family, mm-hmm. you know, um, and helping really change the community that we're having in Australia, yeah. which is fantastic. So thank you. Um, so that's it for this um, podcast episode, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Just a little bit of recap um, on our BFIS podcast, knowing that this is our opportunity, obviously, to um, provide a medium to you guys to understand that talk about the veteran success stories that we have highlight some of the amazing people that work within our organization and also to speak to some of our um, employers uh, who are doing fantastic work in this space and some of the community members that we partner with um 
Don't forget to follow us on all our social platforms, um, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you can listen to us on eight different channels, but really it's probably Spotify or Apple Podcasts that you guys really do listen to. There's someone here that I'd never, ever heard of before, so I'm not <laughs> even going to repeat them. Um, make sure in terms of events, if you want to know any more about any of the events or what we're doing, have a look at on our website. Um, they're all available on there. Um, I know the upcoming event on the Tuesday, the December 10 is our automation event that we're having here in the Sydney office. Um, if you want to leave us any feedback, like what Eric said, what we love about our company is that we listen and we provide, you know, mm -hmm. giving people the opportunity to provide feedback so that we can um, improve. Please tell us and let us know. Um, there's actually opportunity to provide feedback on our um, LMS as well um, through our portal. Sorry. So, yeah. So, um, that's it, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Um, those people on listening on podcasts, which is usually me. So I'm trying to look at the camera more people that everyone says that on the YouTube channel. I just like having conversations. Yeah, I know. It's very conversational. And it's kind of hard to get away from that. So, yes. But I'm looking. See, I'm looking at the camera. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye.